Welcome to Standout Life, a podcast dedicated to living boldly amongst the busyness. My name's Ali Hill, and as a psychologist, it's been my profession to connect with people's stories. And when you think about it, it's the conversations that we have with ourselves and with others that truly shape us. It's through exploring these stories that we start to find a pathway around the magnificent and the remarkable question. So what does it actually take to live a standout life? Throughout this podcast, I sit down with influential women and a few good men and we chat about how they live a life of purpose while still making progress. We dig into their stories, both the successes and the struggles, and in doing so, we get some amazing insights into what it takes to live big and ultimately how they've found the wins in this crazy, busy world. So let's dive deep into what it takes to live a standout life. My guest this episode is Lucy Cornell. Lucy is an absolutely fascinating woman. She spent over the last 20 years working as a voice coach, which is not a job that you hear very often. She's the founder of a Sydney-based business called Voice Coach, which consults with individuals and executives as well as organisations all around the globe. She's taken what she's learned from deep training in acting and performance space and makes it really relevant to the business world. What I love so much about our conversation particularly was when Lucy talked about how we need to step into our birthright of expressing our own inner voice. She also shared this concept that silence is violence. When we sit in silence, whatever it is in our life, it has, a, has an impact on our life. And to me, that really resonated. She also got deep and shared some personal moments around how she'd struggled with postnatal depression and how she makes progress even in her crazy, busy world. So sit back, relax and soak up the magic that is Lucy Cornell. Lucy Cornell, hello, beautiful lady. Thank you for sharing this space with me. It's so cool Thanks, to be uh, hanging out and hanging out in this in- incredible venue, right? Yes, in the halls of fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, look, I want to—I actually want to start by taking you back. So, obviously, you're a voice coach and you work with some incredible people um, and executives, and have taken what you've learned from that performance industry into now the business kind of world. I want to take you back to that kind of the pre-vocal coach, Lucy. Mm. Was that always part of your kind of passion, expressing yourself, the performance side of it? Was that always part of you? Yeah, it was actually. Uh, I have always, I mean, I wasn't one of those kids that my parents would say, oh, she was always out performing. But I always had this, I have memories of feeling like I needed to both teach and perform. And, you know, I think my my in my other life, what I'd really want to be doing is being an actor. Mm. Uh, but what has happened for me is I haven't followed that that instinct because the instinct to teach has been too strong. So it's voice coaching in my business is really a a perfect blend of sharing knowledge, facilitating people's understanding in the really uh, in the really rich wealth of what teaching means, plus combining that with, expression. And, you know, from, I always talk about my world as one of what I do as a profession now is one that's a calling for me. I feel like it's always Mm. been there for me and I've needed to honour that. Yeah. So it's following that calling and that's found itself in different forms. You know, through school, I was always doing performance. I was always on stage. I love singing. God, my friends and I used to hang out in the auditorium at lunchtime and just sing on the tops of our voices and belts. How good is that, right? Like, what was your favourite? So, like, what are we singing back then? Oh, God, like, like, musicals. Let's go. Hardcore musicals. Yeah. Um, So we, we, always did that yeah. and then you know found myself through uni doing 
of course, I did an education degree and an arts degree, but was always performing there. And then once I finished that, I, you know, it never seemed to satisfy me, the, edu- the university degrees. I did a couple there at Sydney Uni and New South Uni and found my way to London mm-hmm. and then followed extraordinary voice teachers over there and found myself sitting in rehearsal rooms with, you know, the top-notch London actors and British wow. actors, you know, the Royal Shakespeare Company at the National Theatre and uh, a number of other acting institutions over there and, and just observing okay. and fell in love with this concept of voice. To me, it's a way of understanding what another human being is doing and, and how they're expressing themselves and and helping me foil who I am as a human being in order to find other parts of me to express as well. So it's been an interesting blend. Yeah, right. So almost seeing the others as a mirror and what mm-hmm. an immersion, right, mm. going to London and really sitting with those people. And I want to want to leapfrog from there, but going back a little bit, like obviously your parents were incredibly supportive of that that calling and that, that person that was singing in the auditorium at, yes. at lunchtime. <laughs> that, was that a big part of kind of you helping you to kind of express yourself even in yeah. the Yeah. Um, my parents are just amazing. <clears throat> they uh, have always supported me in whatever I wanted to do. Uh, of course, the there's there's been the voices that say, I think you should get a real job now. So there's always been <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and fair enough. Uh, but I think the, the calling, the strength, the, the spirit yeah. of needing to uh, out that part of me has always been too strong. Yeah. So I've just had to keep following that. I, f- I feel like people often ask me because voice coaching is a very obscure mm. yeah. uh, thing to be doing and there's not many of us around. No. And so people often ask, how did you get into that? Yeah. And I, you know, I feel like my story is one of just following my instinct and following people who are in that same space, who mm. I've really admired, I've resonated with, and just following them and follow my nose in that direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what strikes me as well is sticking with that. Like one of the things mm. I read on your website where you did this really five-year intense training, it must have been over in the UK, is that right? Or so, no, that, that was after <clears throat> I came back from London. I then decided, right, I need to do this voice thing. Mm. Uh, and at the time it was really voice for actors and how do actors use their voice to express every uh, part of our humanity that we need to because obviously actors need to do that. Mm. So I found myself following uh, a number of master teachers. Eventually I did a five-year apprenticeship, which is was rigorous, yeah. working on my own voice first, freeing that up, looking at my own limitations of my my voice and my way of expressing myself, my way of being in the world. Mm-hmm. And then second year was working with other people's voices and getting my hands on other people and working out how I can teach this and how I can hold the responsibility of someone else's voice, yeah. someone else's expression of themselves. And then finally got to work over in the States. So it was over in the in the US, in New York, with there's one of two with one of two master teachers in the world in voice for actors, wow. Kristen Linklater, and I trained with her um, in a you know five years to get to her, and then in a really intensive six week training with only fifteen of us from around the world, mm. and it was quite cathartic. One yeah. must say there were lots of tears in the woods. You know, it was up in the woods in the New York New York State, and we were in a hunting lodge and 
uh, yes, there was not. You couldn't run away. You can't. You couldn't right. run no, away. No, no. <laughs> you <laughs> so got to get face. through this. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Kristen's yeah. tough and smart, and her work is beautiful. It's called Freeing the Natural Voice. So it's right. about looking at what are our habits as humans, a, yeah. as adults, and how does that limit our natural birthright, which is to express ourselves. Yeah. So we did that. And then after that training, there's only 200 of us in the world that teach that work. Okay. Because it's hard to mm. get there. And then from that now I've adapted her work for business people. So I've been doing that for the last 13 years. Which is so unique. And I love, like, even some of the expressions that you've said then around, you know, supporting people. If you need to ex- express yourself, whether it's at a corporate meeting or a uh, presentation in front of peers, then just give me the PowerPoint slides. I'll mm-hmm. go through the points, right? <laughs> like, we just, yeah. I just give me the process. I know how to do that. But you come at it from such a different angle and, and yeah. to see the essence of the human being, you know, yeah. behind the voice um, and that they need to understand their kind of intent and purpose. And these days that is so important, mm. more so these days because we live in a Why digital world. Well, we just live in a digital world where everyone's doing bits and bytes and messaging and, and honestly in most – I work across industry across the world and I would say pretty much every industry it's about – certainly in the – um, in the legal industry and then any numbers industry, you know, finance, um, you know, engineering, it's always employees are asked to get to the product and not to, to get to the outcome, do the outcome first. Yeah. And so it's really speed through the process of being present. And unfortunately then at the same time, that same person who's expected to race through the process and get to the outcome, tick it off the box and move on, is also being asked to influence and engage and connect and build relationships. And they're just two different skills, skill sets. Yeah, right. So So it's even more so these days we need to learn because it's so fast paced. Yeah. And we're we're connecting so quickly on email, digital, you know, texts, etc. We've lost the... We've, we're losing the ability or the skill set to really relax, engage and stay present with someone yeah. in that moment of exchange, God. speaking exchange. So true, isn't it? Mm. Like, I think it's one of the, um, it's almost become one of the rarest gifts you can ever give someone mm. is actually being fully present with them and not mm. worrying about the next meeting that you're running to mm-hmm. or have I left the iron on this morning or mm. like, what am I going to have for dinner? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but actually being really fully present. Mm. And so in your experience, um, is that where people have have greater influence that yeah. that we kind of connect with yeah. much more? Like I think it is, certainly it compl- my experience. It com- is, yeah, it completely yeah. is. Uh, you, I mean, I suppose the two words that, all, that boil, I boil my work down to is connect and inspire. Yeah. And you can't inspire someone if you don't connect with them first. And yeah. you're so right. You know, we, I am, we, you are, we are all guilty because we've got so much on our plate. Our yeah. lives are so full is not being present. Uh, the most persuasive that you can be is when you are present with someone because you can read what's going on for them. Mm. You can work out, are they actually are they translating me right now? Are they getting this specific thought as opposed to the the whole presentation that I'm, you know, let's just stay in each thought. Are they with me there? Great. Now let's move on together. So I like to think of it and really acting, you know, this is harking back to the acting yeah. training is 
it's response, you're managing responses. Yeah. You know, really great performance, great persuasion is about you reading another person and then reacting to that and moving on from there. And that requires presence. And if you know why you're doing, coming back to that. So I, and we were only talking earlier today, I remember the first time, because I've had some sessions with you and they're, yeah. they're brilliant. Um, and it's been so helpful for me in terms of my own resonance and voice. But I remember coming into your first session, I'm like, oh, this person's just going to tell me how to speak deeper and speak louder and that'll be great. And I think we spent all but the last five minutes where you drilled me <laughs> on why am I even talking? Like, yeah. why? Like, what's my purpose? What's my message? What am yeah. I here for? Yeah. Um, and that was such a powerful kind of smack around the face for me <laughs> to kind of go, oh, okay, I've got to think about this yeah. sort of stuff. And, and as you know, in my research and around the book, you know, I talk so much about we've got to get connected to that purpose when mm. we know why yeah. it changes even the the phone call that we're having with our boss in that minute it doesn't have to be the big things mm. but how do you get people to to connect with their mm. their purpose their mm. intent the purpose is I, I love your book I've been reading it as much as I can yeah. in my very busy life because yes, I, I am know the, the perfect, irony I know the okay, irony right? um, the busyness of my life but yeah. uh, I love that you're you're talking about finding purpose in order to stand out. And for me, it's in order to speak. Mm. And, uh, you know, you can go to um, other people who deal with voice and speaking where it's much more of a mechanical approach. The way I like to do it, and it just seems much like logical, much more obvious, is to go into what do you who do you feel you are? I think that's the first question. Who do you yeah. feel you are in this moment in order to speak? Why are you speaking? What right do you have in this moment to speak? Because once you hook into that yeah. and you find your right to speak, yeah. and that's a choice, it's a decision, uh, then all of generally the um, vocal behaviours that might get in the way or might compromise you or the hesitancy that you might have or the uh, emotional resistance or nerves fall away. Yeah. So you've got to, I like to go inside and then work out from the inside. So that is to do with purpose. Yeah. And invariably, and in fact, more so in my last few years of teaching in the business, I just find that when people come into me, I have to say, okay, wait a minute, let's not even talk about, you know, the thinness of your voice or the mm lack of resonance or your nerves, let's just first talk about, like with you, yeah, what's totally. your right? Like wh yeah. what do you feel your right is to speak here? Yeah. Because it, I believe everyone has an experience of their right to speak. It was such a challenging, confronting experience and so I'm so grateful for it as well and I think when I... I call people to to stand out, to step mm. into what matters to them when, when they get clear on what that is. Mm. We've got to express it, don't we? Yeah. Otherwise, it just becomes this quiet thing in the corner that mm. we go, oh, this is what's important. But if we're mm. not sharing that, mm. if we're not standing in that and sharing that with others, mm. um, then then it gets lost. Mm. Um, last year, you and I were able to share a stage at the yes. Business Chicks um, conference out at Uluru, which is just a beautiful it was place. Fabulous, yeah, um, and such a great space to to share with you out there. One of the things I loved when you presented was your quote by Marsha, Martha Graham. Yes. Um, and I'm going to paraphrase it. Good, because I don't have yeah, it in front of no, me. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll put it with the show notes, but I'm going to paraphrase it. But it, she talks about that we have this vitality, this yes, life force, yeah. um, and it's you're so unique to you because the mm. way you express it, it will mm. be very different to how other people do it. <clears throat> but if you don't express it, the world loses 
it loses out. What does it lose? Like, what do we lose if people aren't expressing? Oh, I've just got tingles you saying that because yeah. I so believe that. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, without expressing it, the world, actually the, the line is the world will not have it. That's the one that always mm, gets me. The world will not it. have it. And I think that's it. You know, how, how, okay, if we boil it right back to the, the, uh, the core nub of this is that we are born with a voice that expresses our needs mm. and that's our birthright. So, you know, my next book, by the way, hello everyone out there, and my next book yeah. is I in my fantasy is your your voice, your right. Beautiful. That's it. Beautiful. It's because gotta it's, be put out there. Yeah, yeah it has yeah. to be. I actually was thinking about it at one thirty in the morning this morning yeah, when my daughter was screaming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so great. Uh, but uh, that's the nub of it and we're born with that, but then what happens over the years is that we learn civilizing behaviors in many forms, emotional, psychological, physical, uh, vocal, energetic, that pull us in from that free expressivity that we're born with. In fact, we're born with it because we need to survive. Our yeah. voice is a survival mechanism yeah, right. um, to indicate to someone five doors down and, you know, two flights up, there's the primary caregiver, oh, mum, I'm hungry, screaming, mum comes running. I mean, that's so yeah. persuasive and yeah. we're not even using words there. Yeah, and my needs matter and, and my, I matter and I yes. have a place in the world. Exactly. Yeah. And we don't even think. I mean, when we're babies, we don't think to do that. It's just an, an expression. Mm. It's immediate. Uh, so what I find is, well, what's true is as we move through and we grow up, we learn to rein ourselves in, pull ourselves together, you know, not be seen, not be heard for whatever. Very smart survival strategies because mm. the communities that we're in require that of us because we need to be in a, so we need to be sociable. Yeah. Um, however, we get to a point where as adults, we aren't, we haven't got that connection back to uh, the voice that we had when we were kids. Um, or babies, mm. uh, and it means that part of us is missing and we can't express part of ourselves into the world. And the world, <laughs> by default, will will actually reflect back to you that what you're expressing out. Yeah. So, you know, I'm always fascinated when I hear voices in cafes or on buses or walking down the street and I listen and I think, wow, that's so interesting. Why are you dominating with that part of your voice? Why are you living down in that? I hear this in business. Right. Why are you living down in that part of your voice all the time? I'm trying to really impress upon people how powerful I am and I'm <laughs> bullshitting my way through yeah. this, you know. <laughs> we have and, good BS meters, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, and I'm fascinated in that to wonder, well, what's happening? in that lighter, vulnerable, perhaps more uh, mm. extroverted place? Why aren't you living up there? What are you denying of your expression into the world? Yeah. And why won't the world, why don't you allow that part of your world back in again? Uh, and that's really why I have to work with the whole, why we go to what's your right in speaking yeah. this. You have to work from the inside out. Such a powerful and it's such a bodily expression yeah, of yeah. all of that. Mm. Um, so I'm going to flip it back to you. Obviously, mm -hmm. you can hear your passion in the work that you do and why you do what you do. Have for you personally, has there ever been times where maybe you have held yourself back through self-doubt or... Oh, God. Like, yeah. All the time still. <laughs> Ridiculous <laughs> you know, question. Yeah, but, right. No, this yeah, is great. It's a really good we... question to ask because, I mean, we ha we did, you know, check in and have a chat before we started. Mm. I think this is a really key point is that there's this trap and I am absolutely guilty of falling into the trap 
all the time and I have to check myself, this trap that there's this perfectness that you, one, might need to be. Maybe I'm completely projecting upon all your no, viewers, yeah. but, uh, you know, there's this yeah. perfectness that you, or this uh, ultimate that you're supposed to achieve. Mm. Uh, I'll and, have it all together by, oh, yeah. you know, when I lose five kilos, God, I when still the house haven't is clean. Got it all when, together. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Like, you know, I thought at 16 I'd have it all together yeah. by 18 and I remember getting <laughs> to 18 and going 21 by 21 yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just keeps getting pushed back. Yeah, and so, exactly. yeah, isn't that you, so interesting? always. Yeah. Always, I mean, even now, and in tiny things, and then of course, big things. So there's big, yeah. been big moments when you doubt. And I suppose what I've learned, for, I learn so much from teaching. I learn yeah. from, and I think that's a good sign. A, a good sign of teaching is when I'm learning along with the person. Of course, with of course my body of knowledge, but uh, what I learn from working with people is. I ask them, okay, let's find that part of you that you know you can speak strongly from, when you can speak in your power. Mm -hmm. So we all, anyone who's got a dog or an animal in the house, you know what it's like to be able to yell and throw a frisbee to the dog and, you know, you're really full on voice or you've got your kids and you need to yell and really full-throated expression of what you need in that moment or, you know, you're at a rock concert or you're in a football game and you're screaming at... There's this... There's a place where we all know we're in our power and we've spoken from that place. But it's about bringing that back into the times that matter. And if anything I learned from watching, working with people is to just keep reconnecting to my inner, what I call inner voice or my spirit, what I know is true and where I'm most powerful. And if I can find that and harness that in moments that matter, then I will be able to voice myself. Yeah. But if I doubt myself, if I don't check that inner voice and I don't trust that intuition, then literally what happens is muscles start to shut down because there's, uh, because you're not, uh, the reason voice comes out is because we have a strong, we have a strong, I suppose, fire in the belly to speak, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the, what what gets spoken is the spirit of the message and you're just a conduit for it. Right. And if you get in the way of that, then, which is often doubt, yeah. um, that then that shuts that conduit So your muscles down. tighten, your body's yeah. tighten and, and yeah. you're yeah. a barrier to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what helps you reconnect with what's important to you? Me? Yeah, yeah. Because it can be easy to say, oh, you know, I reconnect with that and, and do that. But when I know for me when I'm stuck in that mark, Someone says, just be grateful. I'm like, go get stuffed, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. And it's good in theory. And I know, like, you know, research wise, I know gratitude's, you know, so good for us. Yeah, but when you're in your primal brain, no, don't want to hear that. So, what for you pulls you out of that? Or what? what, uh... Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, let's jump into some personal stuff. Mm. Uh, Particularly what's ringing right now is when I had, I've got a four year old daughter now, and in my first, so, you know, I'm a I'm a mum of a four year old daughter. I've got two step boys. I'm you know in a relation, a fabulous partner relationship where we're managing, you know, two families with the step kids. I'm running my own business. It's internationally. I've got you know team members like crazy. Then I have a baby. And a side project right. on the, the hell? time right. on the side. Yeah, yeah. Why <laughs> don't like I do busy something turned else? Up. Yeah. yeah, and then oh, my purpose, my values say, oh, let's just go and change the world. Okay, great, <laughs> let's do that. So yeah. you know, with all of that chaos, yeah. when I had my daughter about the first two years, I've suffered. Un- well, not surprisingly, I had postnatal anxiety. Yeah, and that was really intense and just shut me down a lot. And right. um, you know, I found it really difficult when I'm a voice and I want to be able to express my feelings and oftentimes I'd have to hold it in and rein it in and, you know, I'd be sitting in the corner in the bedroom crying my eyes out, pulling my hair out. And I remember what got me through was just 
to I had to go into this space of just do the action, just do the action. Yeah. Don't get involved in the story. Don't get involved in the in the stress of it. Yeah. Just do this. Just pick up the fork. Just wash it. Just put it back on the rack. Just you know, I just had to stay in in front lobe. Yeah. Um, instead of getting caught in the story of it. So, uh, I suppose for me, what and and I just don't I don't necessarily think that's very useful for anyone. Unless you know, if you're stuck on stage and you're you're in high stakes and you're shutting down, mm. and you feel like your voice is shutting down, then it's really just to bring yourself back into okay, what am I here for? What am I doing? I've just got to speak. I've just got to do this, rather than getting caught in all the emotion and anything yeah. that's going to the doubt, the inner doubt. I think it's really powerful to, um, and it is to me. I'm so fascinated mm. in the inter- intersection between purpose and progress. So action. Mm. What am I doing next? Um, and I think one of the things you kind of allude to is we have a whole range of different voices and, yes, we have this inner voice, this calling, this passion, mm. this thing that lights us up and inspires us. But we can also have this inner critic who's pretty loud mm. at times mm. and um, can be all-consuming. Mm. And so I think that's a beautiful call to, well, what do I do when that's the one that I'm mm. hearing all the time because we can be beating ourselves up. Mm. Um, and and when we're in that in that state of, mm. you know, and, you know, thanks for sharing around that kind mm. of anxiety and depression and when you're sleep deprived and <clears throat> and there's a, the weight of new mum expectations and yeah. all of that on top of it. Not knowing. And uh, look, I'm really passionate about talking, speaking out about yeah. that because people don't, it's one of the taboos you're we not supposed to, do and, you know, no. oh my God, I was supposed to be such a perfect mother and that was my whole conflict. So I think well, something I'm very passionate about, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point is giving voice to something that's been silenced and whether that's a community of people who've been silenced or your own silencing, you know, even if it's in a meeting where you're with more, you know, dominant alpha males that you feel that you don't have a voice with is check when you've been silenced and how do you check in with yourself and think, where's my wisdom in this? Where is my right? Even outside these walls and this culture, I still have a right to have a voice in this and how do you step just acknowledging that first, then finding within you where your strength is, where your power is, and giving that voice. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm very passionate about just talking about my stuff because Let's it helps it other people, yeah. you know, connect to it and speak about it. I think that's so true. Mm. I mean, the... Um New mums is such a sphere where that's the case and, you know, often we think about you either have postnatal depression or you don't, mm. but <coughs> the reality is it's on a continuum and I think mm, we yeah. all have experienced those, those moments of I have no idea what I'm doing yeah. and there's a fork and it needs to be cleaned and we just go through the yeah. motions and, yeah. and do that mm. Um, mm. and come out the other end. Mm. And so, yeah, it's such a powerful thing for us to provide this space to kind of keep, mm. keep talking. Mm. So you alluded to before just the sheer busyness of life and, yes. and all of that whirlwind <laughs> that we, we get to choose. We laugh, don't we? That we're in, I know. We, we I know. laugh, but we really cry. And after this, we'll, we'll just dim the lights and, <laughs> and have, have a little, whiskey. Little nap. <laughs> um, so, how do you, you know, in those times where you feel like you might be just keep hitting brick walls? Because we can be incredibly busy and feel like we're not getting anywhere or we're yeah. getting a bit stuck in that space where we um, might be really clear on our why. And I have to allude to that being in yeah. our freak out kind of state. Yeah. Uh, what helps you make progress? Like, how do you get momentum? Like, even in a day, in a week, in the last month or so, how do you kind of keep getting. Do you know, it's you so know, funny because I just don't think I'm at all an expert in this. <laughs> like, well, I just haven't. I know, and knowing that I was going to talk to you today, I thought, oh, Oh my God, I hope Ali doesn't expect me to give some profound no. answer to anyone who's listening. <laughs> Share your but in story. Fact, I think that's really the point, isn't yeah, it? That totally. there is no 
I don't know. I just, I do what I, I, I mean, maybe people do have fabulous, you would certainly have some fabulous answers in, oh, in your no, book it is. Like, yeah. But uh, um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excessively busy. I mean, we have at home, we actually have our routine on a spreadsheet like that's how able it. it is. Yeah, love it. Because otherwise, <laughs> get a survive. process in place. Get a process yeah. in place, and we have any. It's so like Tetris in my life and in our family. If you move one like tiny little cell, everything else. Oh my God, how do we make that work? Um, ben and I, my partner and I, have date night every Tuesday night to carve out some space for us. Right. Which is so. I can't tell you. It's amazing. Yeah. It's completely changed our so rhythm. You can't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't <laughs> discount that. Like oh. as you say, I mean that's. Again, in that freakout, so he's setting up processes, so it's yeah. not in the back of your in the back of your mind. Otherwise, you do start to beat yourself up around expectations, mm. and oh, mm. I haven't done that. And yet again, mm. there's another week that that yeah. hasn't happened. Where, yeah, and you know, you kind of we go, oh, date night, but when you oh, hear how powerful you that how is, <laughs> yeah, so key to our relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's even dumb. I feel it's just silly talking about the fact that you know. My other option is I just throw the whole business away and just say, okay, great, but that just would not feed. My no. soul yeah. to know I, I need to be doing what I do because it's a it's something that keeps speaking in me and mm. because what I do is values-based. It's based on my desire to help people and support people and, you know, feed the children in Africa. That's really the, oh, you know. It's, it's so powerful. I, and like you say, there's very there's not enough people in that space who do yeah. kind of voice coaching and, and share mm-hmm. it, and particularly the way that you do it mm. that reconnects people <clears throat> to their voice and... Mm. Uh, you know, the world, mm. the world loses out yeah. if they don't. So, yeah, it is. So there is that busyness that comes with making yeah. those choices that I'm going to do all of these things. And, yep. and you, what you're doing is amazing because it, people need to have tools to manage that. And I suppose my just way of finding it is is really sitting down and resetting the routine. Mm-hmm. And we've just recently done that. We've reset the routine to yep. make it because we all change and we all evolve and suddenly things don't work anymore and... And then just stopping sometimes, even if it's minute, stopping in the middle of complete hecticness, crazy head, and just standing still for even if it's five seconds and just saying, okay, just breathe. Okay, now let's yeah. keep going. Just to I mean, you call it reset, need, don't you? Yeah, just yeah. hit the reset button. Yeah. We always feel like we just need a five second. Yeah, it's okay. Where am I again? This it's is my okay. choice. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy that I we have to carve out five seconds, oh. but I've made those choices. So really, yeah. in this busyness, yeah. That's how I've survived. And the impact and stuff we get mm. to have in that space. One of the things we also spoke about before was, um, again, stepping into this space of kind of stand out when you're really clear on, on what matters and, mm. and what I'm doing, creating that kind of momentum and resetting, um, is we we can have an identity of who we've been in the mm. past mm. Um, and having to shed that identity in order mm. to step up, to step mm-hmm. into our, that new space, into the, mm. the new arena where we are expressing ourselves. How mm. have you helped people... I guess, mm. shift or re reinvent that identity, I mm. guess, particularly through voice. Uh, I'm very interested in and have been doing quite a lot of work in the last sort of five years with people who are moving through transition in business. So, you know, typically career transition, either it has been, they have been nominated to do that. So they aren't quite ready or someone outside has said, you would be great to move up or there's a position available or mm. they make a decision that in a few years I need to transition. So 
it's exactly what you talk about. They are shedding. They What's required of them is to shed an old identity of who they, the shape they took, the energy they had, the voice they had mm-hmm. in that in that older shape and then going into a new one. Uh, is uh, that hard for people? Like, do you see people really uh, struggle with that? Everyone's different really, yeah, uh, yeah. but it is, a, it, is a, it is a concept and yeah. it's, it's a really important concept and it's an invisible concept actually. Yeah. People don't talk about it and don't deal with it. Uh, so, I mean, I, maybe just as an example, I work with barristers, you know, at, sure. uh, lawyers in court all yeah. around the world and there's a transition for uh, common law barristers to move from what's called junior counsel to senior counsel and it's a very significant rites of passage, they wouldn't call it that, for barristers. Yeah. Uh, and... Often what happens, in fact, I was working with some barrister, a particular barrister in South Africa one year and he was looking at becoming senior counsel in, in the next few years and I, oh, that's right, and he was a black barrister over there and it's just a new guard of black barristers coming through, the new generation. And we literally had a conversation about, okay, what... Does does senior counsel come to you, or do you come to senior counsel? Which comes first? Like you have, do you make the decision that you're stepping into that new identity first, yeah. or does it does the Invite deadline you hit in. you and you have to? Yeah, yeah. W- where are you at in that continuum? Mm. And it begged the question of, okay, if I do come, do I make the decision to step into that energy first? Yeah. So in that pursuit of that, in that conversation, I I got him to literally get on his feet and perform something that he, you know, a piece of opening address, yeah. something that was legal content, as though he was five years hence, you know, as I a senior it. counsel. Yeah. And it was immediate because he connected to it on a personal, emotional, psychological level. We didn't have to do the voice work. Yeah. I didn't have to say, do this with your voice, sound like, a, this is what a leader sounds like. Yeah. You know, you need to have particular tone or pitch. It, he just physically, psychically embodied it. I mean, use that word deliberately, mm. embodied it. And what happened was he physically expanded, his voice picked up more resonance, he he reached further in the room in terms of his voice, uh, and he had more grandeur, um, significance in the way he communicated. Wow. So it's, it is really, it's absolutely spot on. It was shedding for him the, I call, shape of who you were yeah. uh, and stepping into that larger energy. And it's key for anyone who goes into leadership. What does leadership sound like? You know, I always get yeah. people ask me that. Do I have to go, like Julia Gillard did or Margaret Thatcher had right. to go down in their voices? Do you yeah. know, do I have to sound like a man? Mm. Uh, anyway, we could talk for hours on that. Yeah, it's so fascinating. Mm. But I love that concept of whatever that new identity is, where you want to be to, step into it now because it's not going to be a day where someone shakes your hand and goes, oh, here you are. Well, there you go. But when you embody <clears> that... Um, and that's it a decision. It becomes a fait accompli, doesn't yes, it? Like it's a choice. Like you're there before you arrive. Mm. And, and there'll be other people that hold you back. Mm. I imagine, well, not necessarily hold you back, but know you as, as who you were before. Ah, that's it. And, um, mm. and we'll kind of want you to stay in that space. And yeah. so part of it is actually making that choice. And, yeah. the, and your inner fears will do the same. Yeah, true. Uh, what I say to people whenever we do work in the studio together is, uh, you know, they'll often have an experience of what their voice is like with, you know, the next level or the next layer or yeah. uh, a greater significance. 
And then I say, okay, but the work starts now when you walk out from this studio. Great. It's really nice to do it just you and me together, but <laughs> yeah. you've got to go and out that now. You it's mean like you don't follow out. people around and no. help them out? <laughs> I did have one, one, D, one radio DJ once want to have a life-size cardboard yeah, cut right. out of me <laughs> next to him in the Lucy yes, yes, No, exactly. that's not what we spoke about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is. Really that's that the work fear. is the outing yeah. of it in public because people yeah. will expect a certain resonance of you. In fact, I did have one woman came back after a period of doing some sessions with me and her CEO said, rang me and said, uh, you know, that's great. Thanks so much for doing that work. But um, unfortunately today at work, she made someone cry. And I thought, <laughs> great, she's wielding this yeah. new voice. Maybe it's not quite the outcome we wanted, no. but at least she's, you know, taking up more space and... Yeah having the impact that she wants and she wasn't quite sure where the boundaries were yet, but the people around her weren't used to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, right like on point. Who's coming up to speed with, with mm. what and, mm. and how and it will the pendulum will, will swing mm-hmm. maybe sometimes a little bit strong the other way. Yes. We come back in the middle. Trainer wheels. Eventually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just want to spend a couple of minutes talking about your um, ECHO project. You mm. alluded to it before, this real passion of wanting to give a voice to the people that don't have a voice or that we don't hear. So tell me a little bit about that series that... Uh, you're being pulled to pull I together. I know. I'm being pulled in mm. that direction. Uh, the Echo Project is something that has been talking inside me for a long time and it's never found a shape. But finally this year it started to take physical form. Does that sound too esoteric? In the form of... Uh, so in my my business, the voice, voice coach, I work with people who do have a voice in the world, mm-hmm. uh, but they aren't maybe using it effectively or they're not stepping into their right to have a voice. What, I've, what I'm f- wanting to then add to that, and I think it's a fair uh, completion of the idea of voice, is working with people who literally don't have a voice, who've right. been silenced. Yeah. And so that can, at the moment, I'm fascinated in uh, the world of human trafficking, yep. domestic violence, uh, you know, refugee crises, um, uh, physical violence in any form, where people are literally being told to shut up. Yeah. Or there's who, no there's they, no way of them communicating. There's no way of them communicating. So the idea of the Echo Project is uh, like the nymph, uh, the Greek nymph Echo. Her she she lost her voice through power struggle. You know, one of the stories. Yeah. Uh, and by not having the power, uh, a stronger power took her voice away. Mm. Uh, the idea is to give back voice. Uh, to people who don't have a voice in order to create ripples and create echo for other people to support them. Wow. So I'm just doing a series oh, of... Oh, you're just going to make goosebumps. It's so powerful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so currently it's a series of interviews with incredible people. I've just interviewed Tara Moss on um, you know, violence and and um, domestic violence and, in fact, cyberbullying. She's got really she's fascinating, got a lot of content on that. Uh, so that interview is coming out in the next month. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, and you were um, featured in her book, weren't you? Yeah, and her recent speaking book, out, which, which was is, Speaking Out. Yeah, yeah and, and very much in the same vein. Mm. How do you, when you've experienced a trauma and you've been shut down, how do you step on stage and stand out? Yeah. Like, you know, give a voice to that yeah. uh, and, and the processes to do that. So there's that. And then in October, I'm bringing, uh, I'm involved in bringing out a woman called Christine Dolan, who is a human trafficking 
In fact, she calls herself the walking Wikipedia of human trafficking in the world. <laughs> and that's no joke. She literally wow. is. She yeah. advises hum, uh, yeah. global leaders on it. And she, she's very, very versed in it. And uh, she pulls no punches. So yeah. we're going to have her in, in a series of events here. So stay tuned for them because they are, that will be fascinating. Oh, brilliant. About how do we... Do something. In fact, like what we're talking about with, you know, um, postnatal anxiety or, or mm. anything, how do we... And, and in fact, as Tara says deal with the toxic silences? How do we give voice to the toxic silences yeah. in our society and uh, and give voice to people who don't have a voice? And human trafficking is actually the number one global crises we have. Oh, the little bit that I've read up mm. on it just makes me, mm. you know, feel sick. And we, yeah, we I can't need even to, go there myself. We need to, um, but we need to be having a conversation we around do. it. I mean, yeah. part of that, I think part of why there is this silence is we don't, we don't know. There's this helplessness yep. that comes with it. But I think mm. um, the, the, the talking will will precede the doing, mm-hmm. and and there's got to be a shift and a change. So it's such a yeah. powerful force, and yeah. um, I'm so excited to see where that goes and it the progress and stuff yeah. that kind of comes with that. And um, the theme that 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 underpins that with Echo and with with uh, the human trafficking is silence. I, uh, the phrase I love at the moment I'm using a lot is silence is violence. Yeah, and if right. we don't give voice to what we're feeling, and even for just the Gosh, general that's so of us, true for all of right? us, isn't yeah, it? if we yeah. don't give voice to that, yeah. there if something's is, frustrating us, or something yeah. that we're sitting on that we're not doing anything, mm. then it then it mm. becomes that internal kind of violence. Wrestled, yeah. It? yeah, it is yeah. The kind of violence that sits with it. Yeah. Oh, Lucy, it's been so yeah. fantastic <laughs> hanging out and chatting with you, and um, oh, thank you. We kind of can't want to keep it going, but oh, no, thank you, Ali, come, so much. Come full circle. I want to finish with um, the question around, and we we talked a little bit about stand out and that kind of purpose and and progress and where they intersect and come together. But when I ask you the question, what does it mean to live a standout life? What comes to mind for you? Yes, for me, because everyone will be, everyone has their own drive. Uh, To me... Oh, I mean, this absolutely presumes that I have a standout life, so let's just go with that. (laughs) We all all, (laughs) all stand out some way. And, you know, having been in a world where it's really about getting on stage and, you know, communicating with people, I get that sense of, you know, what I have to stand out, I have to step up. Uh, Really, for me, the driver is constantly coming back to what's my inner voice saying? Uh, By that I mean what keeps wanting to be expressed uh, for me, it's about wanting to give back, wanting to support people to have a voice, um, wanting to follow the values that I've got around expression, um, respect, expression and contribution. Really, that's if I keep giving voice to that, uh, well, we hope that the uh, waters will part and things will <laughs> occur. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. And such a call to arms for all of us. Thank you so Thank much, Lucy. Thanks, Ali. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then there's every chance that you might also enjoy reading a copy of my book called Stand Out, a real world guide to get clear, find purpose and become the boss of busy. You can grab a copy by heading to my website, www.alisonhill.com.au. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd love it if you could take a few moments, pop over to iTunes and give this podcast a quick rating so that we can continue to share these conversations with people around the world. As always, I'm Ali Hill and this is Standout Life.